Blog Talk Radio.
radio not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. God, we're grateful. Because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, O oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord, but we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord. Uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you that answer. There's no need for us, God, to 
turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we are back. We are back. Had some appointments and uh, different things to get taken care of, but we are back. And I thank God that he blessed me to come back. And uh, when I say we are back, I mean me and the Lord. (laughs) We are back. Me, God, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, we are back. And so we thank God. God for bringing us back and uh, went yesterday I had to have a um, cataract appointment and they did all this stuff and whew, I was there longer than I thought I would be, a couple of hours or more and uh, she diagnosed me with cataracts in both eyes and she said she just want to look at it for a while because the test I'd done that I can see, you know what I'm saying? I can read, I can see, and she don't want to do a quick surgery. She want me to come back. God, you sound good. And uh, in the six months, she want me to come back, and uh, when I get back, she'll do another test. And I want some more tests with an S on the end, because it was several. And then she would determine if... uh, it's the right time for surgery or not. So I thank God for that. And, and let me tell y'all something. We got to walk in the light, the beautiful light of Almighty God. You often heard me say we walk in the spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. And we walk by faith and not by sight. I got there and I waited a little while. I wasn't very long. <clears throat> and this. uh, Young lady called me back. I think she was uh, Filipino, I want to say, an American. And we went back, and we was talking and everything. And I'm real friendly. That's just me. And so she told me, she said, you know what? Now, I never told this woman nothing that... uh, you know, I was a Christian. I was a believer. I never said nothing like that. We just had a conversation about the farmer's market and stuff like that. 
<coughs> Jacksonville. And so she said, Miss Pittman, she said, uh, we won't get to the um, the questions I have to ask. I said, okay, okay, meaning about my eyes and while I was there. I mean, what I was there for. She said, you have such a smoothing voice, smoothing voice. She said, and I could listen to it all day. And so I'm thinking, what in the world? But I sat there and I began to tell God, thank you. Because what this woman heard was the anointing in my voice. And uh, I, don't, I had no clue why. You know, I know wherever I go, God is going. And he used me everywhere. And not always by my mouth. You know, he might use me, uh, just his spirit in me float. You know, the anointing flows so that somebody can be blessed. So look, uh, we talked a little bit longer, and she said, listen, do you know uh, where there is a good church? She said, I'm looking, you know, for a church. In other words, where the spirit of the Lord was. That's what she was looking for. She said, I used to go to this little church in Mayport, but they tore it down. And I, I guess they 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 move or they just closed it down. And she said, you know, I used to go there and when they got up to sing, you could just uh, I know what she was talking about. You could just feel the spirit, the anointing in their singing. Because it wasn't for form or fashion. It was to lift up the name of Jesus. So I understood where she was coming from. And she asked me what church I attend, and I told her. And I told her, I said, I, I, I'm never there. It was a rare occasion I'm there, but, uh, you know, it's where I go when I go. And so we talked on, oh, she took very good care of me. Oh, I hope I get her when I go back. Oh, I hope so, I hope so, I hope so. Because I didn't feel no pain, she said, when she put the drops in, burning, no burning, you know. Oh, it was just wonderful, wonderful. Because I've had those tests before, and that's how the last eye doctor uh, found out I had cataracts. He did that same test. But when he did it, water, uh-uh, uh-uh. She gave me one tissue, one tissue. And believe me, that's all I needed, one kiss. And that is more than I'm seeing nice and clear. So they dilated my eyes, and I couldn't see hardly how to drive home. But I didn't have another way, and I made it onto the house. God is good. And I thank him for being good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, I said I was coming back, I think it was yesterday, but I made the mistake because I had the appointment. And this morning, I was going to get ready to sleep in a little bit, and it come to me, today is Thursday. You said you would do the show on Thursday. And and then you said if it went over from what the eye appointment did, the test, if I couldn't see, then I would do it on Friday. But I woke up being able to see nice and clear, so I had to come on and do 
what it is I'm supposed to do this morning. So I thank God. I went to Orlando Kissimmee uh, last weekend for my daughter-in-law's appreciation and her birthday. And we went out and I got my feet done and uh, we went over to Cato's and I got a new outfit. Now it's her birthday and I'm getting all this stuff. She cooked for me. Oh, it was, uh, oh, her sister uh, made a wonderful, wonderful pasta salad. Oh, I I can't eat it often, but that was the world's greatest pasta salad. Oh, y'all know I love food. And then uh, my great-grandmother, one of them had, the oldest one down in Kissimmee, she had a birthday party, and we took it to the park downtown on the river. Oh, what a wonderful time. Her mom was there, the daughter-in-law mom, and her sister. We sat in a row together by each other, you know, laughing. And then she's got a cousin. We call her Charmaine. I mean, laughing and just having a wonderful, wonderful time. Friday night, it went a little rough uh, at the service because uh, uh, Saturday, the Spirit of the Lord showed up. Prayer fixed it every time. I'm going to try to hear. Prayer will fix whatever situation you got. Prayer will fix it every time. Tell the Lord about it and let go. And be willing to accept what he allows. Yeah, we better off anyway. And guess what? It's going to go better than you thought it ever could. Oh, yeah, God is faithful to his people. And I love him. So they had me to do the altar call, but God went a little bit beyond that. The food was excellent. I couldn't eat too much of it, you know, because it's the regular traditional food, so... I couldn't eat too much, but it was excellent. I mean, just so good. So I thank God for that. Thank God for everything. My daughter-in-law drove me home Sunday night. And that's another thing that I doctor said, no night driving. Isn't there something? I wasn't driving at night anyway, really. Every now and then I might do a little night driving. But for the most part, I don't drive at night. I'm in the house. So she drove me all the way from Kissimmee into Orlando, from Orlando into Jacksonville. And my son and my grandson followed behind us. Isn't that wonderful? Drove me all the way to the door. When I got there Friday, she put me to work right away. I said, look at her, remembering the old days. Yeah, because I used to work for her mom at the daycare in the office. And back during them days, I could put a grant together right quick. Yeah. And so she put me to work. I said, look at this. I didn't come down here to do this, but I went right on, faithful. And I did it on Friday and Monday. We was approved for the things she had me to do. And put my name on some stuff. I said, look at this one. And when I called her, uh, I think that was Monday, I called her. She was like, is this the world's greatest mother-in-law? Oh, I said, is this the world's greatest daughter-in-law? Yeah, it's good to be loved. 
thy in-laws. Listen, these people love me, even her mother, her sister, her brother, and them grandsons and my granddaughter. Oh, you, you don't even have to ask that question. All three of them are adults now. And I still call them boys because in my eyes, they'll always be babies. To me, I remember when they was, you know, born. And so, uh, Grandmama, I said, what, you need this to that? I said, no, no, Grandmama, get this to that. I said, Khalil, go and get me um, a drink from over there and put me a little pasta salad. You know, I can't have too much. I put me a little pasta salad on the plate. He jumps up, run over there, fix me a little pasta, and reach in the cooler and bring me a drink. I said, look at that. No grumble. I don't care what I ask him to do. No grumbling, no frowning, no complaining. None of that. Yeah. The one that came with his daddy, that was the oldest one, he came in the house and everything, you know, because he got to check it out. Make sure the booger man. <laughs> I laughed so hard to myself. I let him see me laughing. But I laughed so hard to myself. He wanted to make sure the booger man's out of here, I guess. Oh, but that's too good. That's too good. God is faithful to us. He's on our side in spite of us. He's looking beyond our fault and yet meet our needs. Brother Lord, were you able to get in? He said he was having trouble, y'all, loading. I hope he got in. Oh, I, let me know if you got in, Brother Lord. Because you know I have to talk to you, but I did. <laughs> yeah, so look, we thank God this morning that he's on our side. And our topic today, we want to talk about the serious thing, the serious thing. And where I come from, uh, plane wreck is serious business. A train wreck, ooh, we the serious business. A car wreck, that's serious business. Okay, God bless you, Brother Lewis. Even the lightest little bump in a car can, can mess up some stuff in your body. Did you know that? Depending on how it's hit, they showed me where if you see the impact coming and you call yourself preparing for it, it makes it worse. And every time I saw my, I, I've been in too many car accidents, yeah, too many. Didn't get paid for being in them, none of that, just in them. Got out the car, went on about my business, didn't feel hurt, none of that. Later on, it showed up. All kind of stuff. That's what's wrong with my back today. Some of it, I should say. But look, all kind of stuff, we consider it to be serious. Uh, A divorce, we consider that to be serious business. Um. A child run away from home. We consider that to be serious. Uh, the money we was waiting to come to pay our bills, it could be a paycheck. Or you could be on a fixed income and it come every month and your paycheck come every week or every two weeks and the money don't show up and certain bills are due and it's overdue. We consider that serious business. In this life, it is. But it's not as serious 
as preparing for that other life. Because after this life, there's one more for you. And many people may not believe that. But the scripture taught me this. It's appointed unto man once to die. And after death comes the judgment. Let's go back to that. It's appointed unto man once to die. And after death comes the judgment. Well, what does that mean? You're only going to die one time. <sighs> Excuse me. <sighs> Ooh. Excuse me. After you die in this life, Wait a minute, y'all. You won't die no more. Yeah. After you die here, wherever you go after this, it won't be. Okay, but look, God bless you. God bless you. You too have a blessed day. Yeah, Sherry, we praying that our eye gets better. I know they, they think it won't, but we know the head man who made who gave Sherry the eye. Uh-huh. And it's all right. So look, after this life, you won't die no more. When you go after this, it's no more death. Whether you go to hell or whether you go to heaven, you won't die again. That's why he said, it is appointed unto man wants to die and after death comes the judgment that's after, when you go to the judgment this is going to tell you where you will spend eternity but you won't die no more uh-uh won't die no more I gotta type that in y'all it's appointed unto man once O-N-C-E, to die, D-I-E, and let's see what we come up with. Hebrew 9 and 27. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it and as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. It says, and as it is appointed, unto man. Man is going to die one day. We all are. We come here to leave here. That, that's what I can tell you. And so I know this. If we get it right, if we pray, if we study the word, make up our minds to live according to the word, to walk according to the word of God, pray and ask God to fill us with his spirit. Because you know what? I see too many preachers without the Spirit of God in them. Oh, no, no doubt now. Don't misunderstand me. God called them. He chose them. But these people think they can get up here and do this thing in themselves. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Many think they can get up here and do this in their flesh. They think they can do it according to what they feel, the way they think it should go. But we back to this. It's appointed unto man once to die. 
and that after death comes the judgment. We can't do things our own way. We're not supposed to do things the way that we feel they should be done. Yeah, we, we got to do it God's way or no way. And daily we walk in, in ourselves and we thinking, oh, it's not right if I do this. It's not right if I do that. No, it's not all right if you do it. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Acknowledge God in all your ways. He's going to direct your path. Because we've been on the path of us too long. We've been on the path of doing us too long. And a lot of times we don't like to admit it, that we told God it's my thing, I'm going to do what I want to do. You told him that, didn't even open your mouth to say it. You told him that by your action. See, God is an action God. He hears what we say, but he's looking at what we're doing. And what we're doing and what we're saying are two different things. He considers us a liar. You're not doing what you said. And it always brings us back to this. Our lips and our heart must line up. Our hearts and our minds must line up. No excuse. We got to be like Nike. Got to be like Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Because there will be no excuse when we stand before him because he'll be able to tell us, well, you didn't come to me and ask me to help you. You showed me it was your thing. You were going to do what you want to do. Oh, you went and you heard my word, but you ignored it. You took the parts out that you favored. You didn't consider the whole word. You didn't want to eat the whole book. You picked and chose what you wanted to do considering my word. These are serious things. The word of God is more serious than a train wreck, a plane crash, and a car wreck all at the same time. It's more serious than that. Because we can have all of this happen, the plane, the the car, the train. We can have all these accidents severely, severe accidents to happen. And we die. But guess what? Back to this. It's appointed under man wants to die. And after death comes judgment. So if I'm, I'm saved, If I'm a true believer and I have the spirit of God and I have an accident and he allowed me to go home or go take my rest, when I wake up, I'm waking up to him. When he judges me, I'm going to hear him say, well done, got good and faithful service. That's what I'm going to hear. But if I'm disobedient, if I don't care, if I don't even try, I just go to the altar and say, come into my heart and live, and that's it. I go back to doing what I've been doing. I've been clubbing. I've been drinking. I've been getting drunk. 
I've been fornicating. I've been committing adultery. I've been lying, cheating, stealing, the whole shawana wanna, the whole shebang bang. I've been doing all of that. And I went to the altar and said, I do, but I continue to do what I've been doing. That will not work. Now is the appointed time. Today is that day that we prepare like never before for the return of the Lord. And we're asking God to fill us with his spirit and to teach us how to obey the spirit of God in us when it speaks to us because the spirit of God will speak to you. Yes, it will. I was sitting in a chair yesterday. You know, God have a mighty sweet way. And I began to thank God for what the lady said. She said, your voice is so smooth that I can listen to it all day long. I began to, because I knew that was not me, but the spirit of the Lord was moving for her. And she knew the difference. This woman knew the difference. I said, look at this. You don't find that very often. Now, I have a lot of people that say, God bless you. Yeah. Because of this. They feel like, I, 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 I better say this. I don't know. I better go there. Because I said, well, wonder how they know. But you never know who know God. And you never know who have the spirit of God living in them. Yeah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to one more song of the morning. And uh, we had our morning prayer. And when we come back, we're coming back with Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. And again, our topic today is the serious thing. The serious thing. Yeah. You may think of some things that you know is serious in your life or has been real serious. It was no joke. It was not nothing to be played with or toyed with. This is serious business. Yeah. Hallelujah. I got this one for you this morning. Peace Be Still by the Detroit Mass Choir. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. the Lord. the the came up in this city and said, if there's any place that this can be alive, and that it will stay alive, it will be Detroit. Because Detroit is a place.
worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com That's an old word right there. Peace be still. Yeah. It reminds me of Peter walking on the water. Yeah. And uh, he got out the boat. Yeah. But I thank God this morning that we can tell whatever storm is going on in our life. Peace be still. We can tell it that. That's power of life and death in our tongue. We can speak those things that are not as though they were really. Whatever we say out of our mouth is what we're going to have. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. And it's not a lie. You're speaking what you desire. You're speaking what you want into existence. Yeah. I'm telling you from experience. I'm not telling you what somebody told me. I'm telling you what I've done. I've spoken it into my life. Hallelujah. The blessing of God. Yeah, the things I wanted. I spoke it and it happened. Yeah. It became reality. It became real. It became touchable. Hallelujah. You can see it. You can feel it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But whatever we say, that's what we're going to have. See, all of this is faith. All of this is by faith. And the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's the key to coming to God, faith. <laughs> that's the key to stand with him, believing, which is faith. We got to have it. If we're not doing it by faith and through faith, I don't know what to tell you. And some people can't believe it. I, I was down uh, Saturday night, and this one lady, she was sitting next to her mother. They told me that was her mother later. I didn't know these people. I, I had never saw them a day in my life, but the Lord told me to go to them. And when I went to them, I said, one of y'all uh, are working for the school board. Because, see, I had a lot on me, too. I had to go on and get through so that the people could eat. They were ready to have their food. So I had to move, you know. So I said, um, who who working for the school board? And the mom pointed to her. And I told her, don't leave. I said, don't leave. She said, I'm on my way out the door. I had no way of knowing that. Only God knew her business. And he told her, don't leave. And he told her this, you won't believe it. And she said, I don't believe it. After I finished, she said, I don't believe it. You see? He said, you, you may not believe, but if you stay, you're getting ready to be the principal of that school. Don't leave. Did y'all hear that? She said, I don't believe it. He said, believe. I know you don't believe, but go on and believe me, and if you believe me, I'm giving this to you. But a lot of people, they can't believe. I've seen people in the Baptist church they scared. I've seen people in other places they're scared. I've seen Shantae fearful. After she had did some things, she was fearful to come and see me. Because she, uh-uh, she going to pick that up. I'm going to only pick up what God gave me. I, I, I no magician. I'm no palm reader. I'm no soothsayer. I'm going to only pick up what God gives me. I'm not going to be in your business like that. I got too much of my own to attend to. 
Only what God gives me is what I can give you. But we got to get serious. We must become serious. And we get all these uh, uh, cliches and all this other stuff, and uh, we, we got to come out of that. Because people think they're saying something. You're not impressing nobody, and you're not impressing God. God don't just take our words. He just don't take what's coming from your lips. He really take what comes from your heart. That's what he deal with. What's in your heart? All them words we, we speak, yeah, okay. Because he hear what we say, but he's looking at what we're doing. And we should constantly pray and ask God to heal our minds. Heal the mind, heal our hearts, heal our mind, regulate our mind. Because he didn't give us the spirit of fear, he gave us power, love, and a sound mind. We want to activate the power, we want to activate the love, and we want to activate a sound mind. And we don't want to be weak uh, believers, weak Christians, followers of Christ, true followers of Christ. We don't want to be weak. We want to be able to stand boldly before anybody and before that devil and tell him what God said and mean it and no fear. We want to pray for holy boldness. Pray for holy boldness. Pray that you understand in the word of God the way he wants you to apply it to your everyday life. This is an everyday walk. This is not a Wednesday night Bible study. This is not a choir rehearsal. This is not a deacon's meeting. This is not a Sunday meeting. This is not Sunday school. It's every day. Every day we walk in this life. We walk in Jesus daily. Yeah. The verse of the day says this, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. Now look, a good man in here is the generic term, man or woman. Both. So a good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. I often find myself just giving, giving that food. I met these two children yesterday and their mom, and I couldn't help myself. When I know anything, I had gave them gifts. I was like, oh, my goodness, stuff I should have been. I was supposed to sell this. I couldn't sell it. I had to give it away. But God is faithful. And when I do that, I've even had a gift, say, for Joe, and I gave it to Jerry or Jim. Let's say Jim. I gave it to Jim. It was for Joe, but I gave it to Jim. Do you know Joe never showed up to get the gift? And by the time we saw each other again, he forgot it and I forgot. 
Evidently, it wasn't for Joe, but it was for Jim. I'm a giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. So look, we at Hebrews, the ninth chapter, and we're looking at verse 27. And but but we might go up a little bit. We might go up. But this verse twenty seven says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die. But after this the judgment. Verse twenty eight says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. He's coming back looking for his church, don't forget. And we are the church. It's not that building we go to. The building is where we go to praise, worship, fellowship, hear the word of God so that, that we, we can help somebody along the way. But we are the church. Yeah. I want to go up a little bit. Let me see if we could go. All right, let, 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 let's read uh, Hebrews chapter 9. Then barely the first covenant at verse 1. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1. Then barely the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. Did you hear that? But there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer. This, this is out of Revelation 2, y'all. Which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant, and over it the the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost is signified that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. Why, as the first tabernacle was yet standing. See, there's some things that God would have the man of God to do, uh, the, the, the priest, the, the, the preacher, the pastor, but they got away from that because they want to do it their way. Because when they do it their way, they gain more members, they gain more tithes and offerings. They brought the uh, praise dance into the church, the mining into the church, because people love entertainment. This is why we have radio, we have TV, uh, what else we got? 
all kind of stuff, CDs, videos, DVDs, all oh, the list is endless of the stuff we have. We have Hulu, I mean Hulu, Hulu, is it Hulu? Voodoo, yeah, we really do have a, 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 a app called Voodoo that show movies. Netflix, uh, uh, Prime, through Amazon. It's so much stuff out here because we love entertainment. So they figured if they bring entertainment into the house of God, they would get more. Verse 9 says, which was a figure for the time then present and which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the country. See, God had men to, 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 to take care of stuff back then, but you, you got to watch them, too. You have to watch the pastor. You got to pray for the men and women of God today. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm going back to see if the Lord going to continue to have four Sunday fellowship because people teaching their own stuff. This is not what God gave them. This is what they believe. But see, I got to know this is what God is saying, not not what I believe. Because see, I can believe that I'm a butterfly. I'm no butterfly. I'm a woman. I can believe that I'm a ballerina. Never danced on my toes in my life, but I, I can believe that. So we got to go with the truth word of God, the true ordinances, the true services of God, what he put in place, not what we want. Yeah. So which was a figure for the time being present and which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. Look, Back then, they, they, they had to bring the gifts of sacrifice and present it to God. But here they said that could not make him that did the service perfect. Him that, you know, brought the blood and, and served community, it didn't make him perfect as pertaining to the conscience. We all got a conscience. Which stood only in meats and drinks and divers of washings and carnal harnesses imposed on them until the time of reformation. See, a lot of times we just gone on out and do our thing to Sunday. See, on Sunday we got to go to church so we on our best behavior. But the rest of the week we cussing and ramping and acting a pure donkey and think we witty and think we so smart. But and on Sunday, when we go to church, we don't act like that. We want to act holy, but it's for every day. It's not just for Sunday. It's not just for Wednesday night Bible study. It's not just for when you enter the house of God. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. That means daily. Every day we're walking with him. 
11 says, but Christ being come as high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. You see? Now, it's not of the natural building that we go into the praise and worship and fellowship and get the word. And some people take care of that building better than they take care of the people. And the people are worth much more than a building. I've seen them build a sanctuary and you can't bring a piece of paper in. You can't bring nothing in the sanctuary. Because they done made that the God. Ain't no building, no God. We are the church. We are the living church. We are the ones that's supposed to represent God through his son, Jesus Christ. And tell y'all that it's about that building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. He's talking about Jesus Christ right here. It's not by the blood of goats and calves, because see, they they took all of that kind of sacrifice in there, the pigeons, the this, the that. The day they want money, tithing offerings is money. Now, I still give food. I give this, I give that, but all of that is is good in its place because we're obeying what the word says, but obedience is what God can really use. Obedience. He can make a goat sacrifice himself. He can make a calf sacrifice himself unto him. But we, men and women, we can do more. 13 says, for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer, that's a cow, a female cow, sprinkling the unclean, sanctified, to the purifying of the flesh. Today, we got the Spirit of God. (laughs) We can bow down and pray and repent. You don't have to have bull's blood and goat's blood and calf's blood. You don't have to have any of that. You just have to have a mind to be sorry for what you've done against the true and living God that have all power, who eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good. He'll come in and forgive you. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more, verse 14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. But we need Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
We need the spirit of God living in us. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead work to serve the living God? No, no blood it, it can cleanse like the blood of Christ, the blood he shed on Calvary, the blood he shed when he was suffering. They beat him. He was bloody. His blood was shed for the healing of the nation. Hallelujah. God is an amazing God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Huh? But we got to give God something to work with. We got to show God we mean business. It's been promised, an inheritance has been promised to us, but how will we get it if we don't obey God, if we don't obey his word, if we don't give to his service, if we don't show him we love him? We talked about it many times, a, a good parent with a bad child. But no matter what, the parent forgive the child. I looked at two parents where the two sons tried to kill them, but they survived. And they went in telling the court, we forgive our children. We love them and we forgive them. People was upset with them over there. They got upset with Jesus for forgiving me. Do y'all hear me? People got upset with God because he forgave me. They didn't think it should be. They thought I should have been punished, and I was. But they didn't know about it. Hallelujah. He, he got me now. He straightened me out. And I had to go through But when he got through, I was more than all right. I was more than blessed. I'm blessed, better than blessed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So look, we're going back to this. We got an inheritance. And we can receive this inheritance, but we got to obey God. We got to do what he says. Yeah. 16, for where a testament is, there must also a necessity be the death of the testator. And that was Jesus. That was Jesus. He was the ultimate sacrifice. He found, God found a way to redeem us back to him through the spotless blood of his son, Jesus, his unbegotten. Seventeen says, "For well, a testament is a force after men are dead; otherwise, it is of no strength at all. While the testator, testator, living, yeah. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. Show sure was it? Jesus shed for us the blood." 
the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world have he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So now it jumps right into 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Yeah, he, he took on the sins of the world. And that was a powerful thing. All the sins of the world, ooh, that when we come to him, all we do is repent, ask him to come into our hearts and live forever. And guess what? He does it because he already paid the price so that he could get it done. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He already did it. He already died and paid the ultimate price for us. And we ought to be willing to sacrifice ourselves unto him. Set us aside just for him because of what he's done for us. He's not an evil son. He's a kind, loving, and merciful son. He loved what the father loved. He loved it. He loved his father so he was willing to give up everything, his life and all, to please the father. And we should be willing to do the same thing. The scripture says, greater love have no man than this. Then the friend lay down his life. He laid down his life for his friend. And he called us friends. Serious things. The serious things. All this I'm sharing with you is serious business. This is one of the most serious things you could ever hear. And as it, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. That's more serious than a train wreck, a heart attack, a, a, a plane crash, and a car wreck all at one time. This is how serious this is. We're only going to die one time. And we won't die no more. Again this morning, after you die in this life, you're going to wake up to that next. And when you wake up to that next life, whatever your judgment is, whatever it is, whether it's to hell or whether it's to heaven, you won't die again. Christ was offered up one time. And we should love the Lord. Yeah. We should love him with all our heart, our mind, our body, and our soul. We should love him, love him, love him. And if we don't know what love is, we should go to God and ask him, Father, help me. Teach me how to love you. Teach 
me what love is. I want to know what true, genuine love is, and I want to know what it feels like. See, we have not because we ask not. Father, I want to go back with you when you come. Teach me what to do to go back with you. Teach me how to prepare for your coming. I want to go back. I want to come with you and judge the world. Teach me. Show me what to do. Again, we have not because we ask not. Lord, I want to pray more. Strengthen me to pray more. Allot me time to pray and remind me to pray. Father, I want to get in your word more. I want to study your word more. Teach me how to study your word. And Lord, allot me and remind me time to get into your word. We have not because we ask not. If you go to God with a sincere heart and you try, pray about the understanding of his word. Stay humble. Stay humble. Don't think you know something. By faith, I believe. But I don't think I know nothing because I don't. (laughs) I have to acknowledge him in all my ways. It's him that directs my path. And then when I say, Lord, I don't know if this is you or not, but God, I'm trusting that it's you. If it's not you, Lord, stop. I don't want to do what you wouldn't have me to do. But I believe it's you, so I'm going to step out by faith. This is what we have to talk to God about. All these people got all of this stuff, and it's supposed to be flowing, flowing in one direction. Let me tell you all something. In many scriptures, it starts off with this and ends with that. That's God. But you got to know for yourself. Yeah, and, and, and don't be so dependent on preachers. Stop being so dependent on pastors. The world has become wicked and wilder, and that's why I'm going to see what the Lord said about getting a, a stopping for Sunday fellowship because everybody is not into God like that. See, some people think they have become more educated. And because they're wiser and more educated, the scripture don't mean this, it means that. And they're teaching this to the people and messing the people up. What about going back to the duties in the house of God? What about what God said? If you look at that whole Hebrews 9, it even talks about the works of the men of God in his house. There are certain things God used the man of God, the priest over the house to do. And if we look back, it wasn't entertainment. That was, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Because there was some serious business going on in the house. David knew when he get with others and danced before the Lord, they, it would cause them to dance. David knew that when he got in there, he would hear the word of God and it would sustain him another time until he got back to the house of God. David realized healing 
was at the altar in the house of God. Sometimes people got healed on the pew. There's a preacher called Darrell Pettit. And I like this boy here. I like him a whole bunch. I had been through something and was going through something. And God sent a song. It's an old song that he put together my way. And when I tell you Petty sang that thing, and the Spirit of the Lord would come on it. I love it. But God began to speak to me through the song out of Daryl Petty's mouth. And the song said this, I don't feel no way tired. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Petty said this, he ain't going to leave you. He said, now that's country, but it works. He ain't going to leave you. He won't do it. He won't do it. And the more he said that, the more my spirit resonated with it. And God, oh, I was set free right there. I was set free. But we got too much education today, and we got too many uh, things packed up and nailed up that God didn't even tell us to see about. We, we, we pleasing the people. We think we feed the people, but you feed the people poison because if they do it this way, they don't need faith. Hallelujah. They don't need faith. They need their own way. They need to lean to their own understanding. See, I can't lean to mine. I got to walk by faith and I got to walk believing God. Believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I got to seek him with my whole heart. I can't seek him at Bible study and on Sunday service. I got to seek him every day of my life, morning, noon, and night. I need him all the time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So we got to be careful. I see so many people messed up because of where they've been attending. And they didn't know how to run for the hill. They've been in the church there 20 years, and when the foolishness came, they didn't know how to run. They think it was their duty to stay there and suffer. No, get up out of there. The word of God is not coming out. It's gone out. Because who was there who was teaching the truth before them that caused you and your family to be there? They gone. Now, what you waiting on? Get on. I'm not going to stay there to me. I'm suffering. No, I'm not, I'm not going to suffer that. And if I see something I don't like and I know it's not godly, I'm gone anyway. I'm not going to try to reason with it. Either I'm for God or I'm against God. And we too trusting a people. We too trusting a people. We got to lean to God. We got to acknowledge him in all our ways. He's going to direct our path. But he said this first in the Lord. With all thine heart, with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. Don't think you know the outcome. You don't know it. God got trillions of ways to change it around. He got so many ways he could bring it out a different way. See, I went to 
Orlando and Kissimmee. And I thought I would drive myself back home Sunday morning. Or right after church on Sunday, because about 12, 30, 1 o'clock, they out of there. So I thought I'd just, after church, tell everybody bye and hit the road. Well, this is what happened. The daughter-in-law said, no, it's Faith's birthday. You can't go. What you need? Somebody to drive you home? We got you. Do you see this? Now, my understanding was I would drive myself home. See, don't know the outcome, Barbara, because you don't know it. I can change things in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah, because he's God all by himself. You don't need me with no kind of foolishness thinking I got something going on. What you got going on? Nothing. You can't even wake yourself up, Barbara. You can't move your hand without me, Barbara. You can't move your leg without me. Because of me, you have your being. Because of me, you got your life. You can move. You can talk. You can see. Because of me. So lead not to your own understanding. And all your ways, Barbara, acknowledge me. I'm going to direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Don't think you know the outcome of everything, because you don't. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear me. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Anything you know you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, Bible, cut it out. Stop it. Yeah. And I'm going to take up everything else. I'm going to bless you. But if ever there was a serious time, now is that serious time. If you're not looking out there and seeing how things have drastically changed, I don't know what to tell you. The threat is coming. Uh, the government don't have money. Da, da, da. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to hear wars and rumors of wars and rumors of other things, and none of it is true, and then some of it is true. And, but if we get in God and let him get in us, if we learn to allow his Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, and we learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, stop us, because we always got it going on in our head. Especially women. I mean, we just are talking. And we're trying to figure it out. No need. God has already worked it out if we'll quiet us and let the Spirit of the Lord hear more from him. But it takes training. Because a lot of times the Spirit speaking, we override it. I'm guilty. I'm raising my right hand. I am guilty. And we, we want to learn to let God abide. Let God lead and guide us in the right path for his name's sake. And he will do just that. He will lead and guide. And where he leads us, we should want to follow. Because he's taking us to good places. 
He's taking you over there to get that SAM membership. He's taking you over there to get the Costco's membership. He's taking you where these things are on sale. My daughter, my daughter-in-law told me she say, "Well, I'm gonna tell you where I shop. I shop at Sales Bank." Now I don't know if she thought she was saying something or not, <laughs> but her mother-in-law is a, a, a sales rank woman. But I ended up, uh, I think, ended up with one thing, maybe one or two things off the sale rack, and the rest of it, you know, I had to. Pay for a price. But I thank God that if we will follow Him, what we need, He supply. He know what's in your purse. He know how much you got. He know what you need. So guess what He'll do for you? He'll lead you to where you can afford. Yeah. He'll lead you to what you can afford. And he loves us. Oh, yes, he does. He loves us today. So there may be some serious things in your life. And you need God to move. There may be some serious sin in your life. And you want God to take it out. There may be a serious matter concerning your family. Concerning a husband and a wife getting a divorce. Concerning the split up of children. Even adult children, it affects them sometimes if if parents divorce. Because nobody want to come home and dad's not here. Nobody want to come home and mom's not here. So all of these things affect an adult child. Yeah, even if the child 40, they don't like that. Mm-hmm. Parents separate. And a lot of people don't understand. Now, those who don't have children together, but the stepchildren, and you, you don't become a part of their life. You've been good to your stepchildren. They became your children, so they're no longer stepchildren. And both of you, both parents see that we were a family and the kids loved this dad or loved this mom. We shouldn't want to break that up. We should fight to keep it. And if we have to sleep in separate rooms and just be kind to one another, let's just do that. Let's don't break up. Let's don't separate the family. Let's don't cut the children in half. You get the head, I'm going to get the feet. Let's don't do that. And let's don't talk about each other to the children. I don't talk about my husband to the children negatively. He don't talk to the children negatively about me. We want to be good people and try to work it out. Not that we're working it out to stay together, because a lot of times people mind made up. I'm not, I'm not going back. And they never do. And that's okay. But you want to keep your children in mind so that they can Stay intact. So all of these things destroy children. 
it destroy their mind and leave a bad, bad influence on them. The boy, he watching women. Oh, I don't know. No. He's scared because of what y'all done did before him, before her. She's scared because of what you've done before her. I'm talking about church folks. Well, I should say church going folks because God's people don't do that. They wait on the Lord. They stand until they can't stand no more to both of them because they're God's people. They're not church-going people. They are people that obey God. Now, they go to church, but they obey in God. Hallelujah. And it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for your word. For your word is a lamp. Hallelujah. Unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. And forever, oh God, the word is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, we can't say thank you enough. I bring every call and every listener before you, those coming through the archives and the podcast as well. And Father, this morning I ask that you would help us to remember serious things, not just in this life, but the spiritual life that you've given unto us. We come faithfully here every morning to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. We are the church, your church. And, Father, we want to do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you. We want to walk upright before you. We want to walk in the spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. Father, we want to walk by faith and not by sight. And, Lord, we want to be grounded and rooted in the things of you. That no, even if the earth, the core of the earth shakes, we won't. Oh, because we're grounded and rooted in you. Do it for us today in the name of Jesus. And Father, help us to prepare for your return. And if we have to come out the church building and don't know which way to turn, help us to stand and stand on your word. Help us to seek you like never before. But Father, you have a house somewhere that's the house of prayer. And give us a heart and mind to pay attention and not to think this new wave, new age stuff is your way. But God, let us seek your way to find a house of worship in the name of Jesus, a house of praise, a house of prayer in the name of Jesus. And those things, God, that we've been doing that's not pleasing and acceptable unto you, Father, we ask that you would forgive us this morning. And have mercy upon us. Forgive us today, O oh God, for all our sins and all our wrongdoings in the name of Jesus. Give us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for putting our sins and wrongdoings in the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember them again. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. Hallelujah, we give you honor. Thank you, Lord. And the praise, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless every calling. Bless every listener this morning. 
Lord, I ask that you would move in a mighty way in their lives spiritually, mentally, financially, oh God. We're your people. And Lord, it's looking like we, the, this thing going to end without us getting heart's desire. But Father, we're not going nowhere until you bless us. Hallelujah. Until you move for us. And Father, we ask that you will move in this country, America. Father, move like never before. You allow man to find it. You found it. It was you that's the founder. But Lord, you bless man to find it. And God, the way you designed it to be, take us there in the name of Jesus. Let us go back there because we become wickeder and wiser. And Lord, not only are we hurting ourselves, but we are hurting others. Have mercy upon us this morning and forgive us again, O oh God. Bless your people. Bless us all with spiritual things and give us a spiritual eye to see and a spiritual ear to hear. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We need you this morning. We can't do this without you. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas. Father, do the same for them. Move in a mighty way, oh God. Strengthen them. Give them more faith, oh God. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And Father, this morning we ask that you would touch the sick and heal today. Lord, let this word, this word heal many. For you sent your word and it healed. Do it today. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. And Father, anything we miss, we ask that you would take it up for us today in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We give you the honor and the praise. And Father, again, in Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. There is none like you. We can search all over. We won't find nobody, nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, I like all that kind of carrying on. And uh, I thank God for his word. Thank God that he's a deliverer. And uh, without him, we can do nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I love him this morning because... It was him that first loved me, and the way that he, ah, the way that he does things, I tell you, it's just awesome, awesome. I'm looking for one thing, and here come another, huh? I'm going looking for one thing, and God give me another. I'm thankful unto him this morning. Hallelujah. But we're preparing because he's coming back. He's coming back for us. If you know you, you're going on vacation, do you wait till the last minute to get your affairs in order and you're going to be gone for two weeks? You, you're not going to 
put the dog where the dog needs to be and, and make sure the dog have the proper food and things. You're not going to stop the newspaper from coming. You're just going to let it pile up outside, keep piling up while you're away. You're not going to secure your mail at the post office until you come back and you're going to pick your mail up. You're just going to let the mail just continue until it run all like the box on the ground. No. If you're going to take a two-week vacation, you prep, you prepare. You make sure all your stuff is taken care of. If you got the kind of lights that sensors, you make sure they set for a certain time or each night a different time so that people won't know that you're not home. And then you tell your favorite neighbor that you trust. I'll be away for two weeks. Watch my house, please. You see? So if they see too much activity going on at your house, for the next two weeks they're calling the police because you're not there and no one else is supposed to be there. So we prepare early as possible. We don't wait till the last minute because we may not get everything done. And if we can't get the necessities done, the main things, the serious things, we can't go. And we want that vacation. Yeah, I want to go swim. Yeah, I want to go to uh, Jamaica. I want to go to the Bahamas. Huh? Oh, I like all that kind of carrying on. So look, we must prepare. We must prepare. I want to go to Alaska. I miss the, the bread. I want to go taste the fried bread one more time, get my shop on over there. But I have to prepare. I have to put a few pennies in a cup somewhere until they add up. Now, it may not add up for a few years, but as I keep putting pennies in the cup and they keep adding up, eventually I'll be able to go to Alaska and get my little shop and eat some fried bread and come on home. Go visit a couple of churches while I'm there. One for Bible study, one for Sunday service or something, and get out of there. But I have to prepare. And I'm glad I have to prepare. I'm glad I'm not rich and I just pay for the trip. No. It's going to take a little something. I may have to buy a piece at a time to keep warm while I'm there. And I came by a $29 piece. That won't keep me warm. I got to buy something that's of quality that's going to keep me warm. Well, I'm preparing to go. So daily we should be preparing for Jesus to return if we believe. Now, if we don't believe he's coming, do what you're big enough to do. But if you believe he's coming back, which he is, we need to prepare and it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's already all right today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I can't live without. 
Hallelujah. So listen, we're going to one more song of the morning. And when we come back, the studio is open. Feel free to press that number one and come in. If you know something about serious, uh, maybe you had a car accident or, or maybe something else happened or you know somebody or somebody was in a plane crash or you were scared the plane was, whatever it is, I'm just throwing things out there. It, it, it don't have to be that. Whatever you feel you want to share today, press that number one and come in. I love this song right here, and I love these Oak Ridge fellows. I like the way these boys sang this song. Well, I think I'm going to hear it. A Gospel Journey. Trouble sometimes are here, filling in hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is that day. Under your heart to God, save from the trash
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's them Oak Ridge boys. And uh, I have a good time with that song right there because Jesus is coming back. He, he really is. He really is coming back looking for us. He's coming back to get us. He know what we've gone through. He know what we, we, we wanted, but we didn't get it. He know we wanted a peaceful place to live. We wanted everybody to get along with everybody, but it didn't go like that. And it won't go like that, so he come to get us so that we can escape out of this foolishness. Hallelujah. And be with him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I am wonderful. How are you? I'm blessed, and I won't complain. Hallelujah. This morning, Sister Barbara, I just want to say thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There's this innocent child, and I, I haven't looked at TV in almost two years, but I'm now finding myself into a little bit of it. He dotted out on his way to school, and the car hit him. He's not dead yet. So I'm going to just send out a heartfelt prayer for that child. The car hit him in the sandal that's left in the street. I don't know if he's dead yet. I, I, I haven't looked at the TV this morning, so I, if he is dead, I still send out my condolences to the family. I don't know him. I don't know him. She was taken in the school, and he, children just sometimes they get away from you. So I just said, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on the family and do what you know to do, Lord. And give the mother or the parents of the child peace with whatsoever has happened. Today I want to send out a heartfelt prayer for Mr. Louie and Sister Sherry. May God continue to bless you guys. I want to send out a heartfelt prayer to this United States of America. We in trouble, Lord. I don't know if the world know we in trouble, but we in trouble, Lord. So we look into the hills. I, I, I say we because all of us are looking to the hills. We need you, Lord God, this day. Straighten out whatever's going on with this economy. Not an IOU check, God. IOU, oh, where are we at? IOU, have mercy on us. Bless, bless. Bless us all, Lord God. Do as you will have us to do. You wake us up, so please take control of our mind. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Sister Barbara. Amen. God bless you, Sister Jerry. What was that on the news, Sister Jerry? Yesterday morning, um, this little boy, he, you know how you walking your children up there, and all of a sudden he thought, I guess he thought he could run across the street and get to the school faster. Mama walking and. He just dotted out in the street, and the car hit him, and oh, I saw the sand in the road. Because I used to 
pretending like I was taking Isaiah to school and walking down the street. But I always walked on the outside and put him on the inside. But I don't tell nobody how to walk your children or what to do with your children. But that's what I did. But um, mm, it's just so sad. This is so sad. We're in trouble, Barbara. Well, yes, Jeremy, we've been in trouble. <laughs> yes. The thing of it is, we say, sometimes we pay more attention than other times. But the thing of the oh, whole I'm thing. Attention now. Yeah. The whole thing of the whole thing is to keep praying and keep trusting yes. God and then keep staying the word because it's important that yes. we learn the word of God. Yeah. And it will be all right in Jesus' name. Yes, God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Barbara, for allowing me to speak because we can't do nothing. And Owen, and thank you for that heartfelt prayer this morning starting out the show. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Uh, uh, I want to make this announcement, too. If you're in the Jacksonville area, or if you can come to Jacksonville, this fourth Sunday fellowship would be over at Apostle Latonia Turner's church. And I was saying Lim Turner, Lim Turner, Lim Turner. But it's not Lim Turner, it's Edgewood. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I don't, I think she moved and I didn't know she had moved. So this is uh, on Edgewood. I got to go down here and find it. The address is 2851 Edgewood Avenue North. 2851 Edgewood Avenue North. And uh, feel free to join us before Sunday Fellowship. We have a time in the Lord. The only time uh, we don't really, that I can remember, we don't really, is when we attend the Baptist. We have more Baptist people in the house and non-denominational because they don't move quite the same. And it's, it's nothing against them. Please don't think I'm against Baptist people. But most non-denominational people, they lift up the name of Jesus. And I'm talking about they make a big joyful noise. And so I'm telling you, we have a wonderful time in the Holy Ghost. And uh, people have called me back and said, oh, child, I was delivered today. I think God took, blessed me today. And so I'm like, okay, okay. And that's what needs to happen. Yeah. That we need to do it to be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um, I don't know how to do that. So get out of there. me to do it. I'm talking to the computer now. But listen. There's none like him, none like him. We can search all over. We won't find nobody greater than Almighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. And we are thankful unto him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. None like him. So, look, I'm going to one more uh, request of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we will come back with the studio still open. If 
anyone have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come on in. Yeah. And uh, it's already all right. All right. This is a request. In my shine. They try to break me, try to take me out, but I got Jesus on my side. It's too bad I thought I'd die. But ain't no power stronger than the one that came and laid down his life. And I got mountains to climb. But the enemy can't stop me, cause there's a calling on my life. So when I'm crying, don't last too long. Cause he gon' step in and make it alright. Let's go, hold me to it. Hey, you say what? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I trust him at all times. I know he'll do it. He's done it too many times for me. I just happened to find that laughter again, and I couldn't help myself. I had to touch it. Yeah, but God is faithful. He's on our side today. In spite of us, he's looking yet beyond our faults and yet meeting our needs. Because I know a lot of times, so I need much more than this. Well, if you did, God would quickly move for you. Yeah. But what you got is what you need temporarily for right now. But as he move on, he give more because he's able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus this morning. I thank you. So look, I got a little piece here. I'm not uh, most likely going to play it all the way through, but I want to... Um, Get a little bit in for the week. 
I love it every day. Every day I can listen to it. Yeah. But you know, some people, they be like, oh, that's too much. Oh, I haven't heard enough of that. I know people who say they can't, um, they can't spend time with God that long. Yeah. They say they can't stay with him that long. That's too long. Mm. Every day, all day, they say that's too much for them. But you said you want to go to heaven. How you want to go to heaven? <laughs> and you can't stand. You don't like what's going on in heaven. What you want to be there for? Huh? Yeah. Just have to pray for him. It'll be all right. So, look, we're going to take a listen at this one. And uh, when it's in, the studio is still open. Feel free to press that number one and come in this morning. My message is entitled, The Wolf is at the Door. The wolf is at the door. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today, God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The wolf is at the door. Isaiah chapter 53 prophet Isaiah says these words who has believed our report beginning at verse 1 and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant as a root out of dry ground he has no form or comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him he's despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had, they had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in righteous robes as they saw it, and they, they loved to parade among the people, as Jesus said, and be called master, teacher, teacher, teacher in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also, too, they created 
a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. As a matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had, they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He's not dressed in righteous robes. He's, he's not got boxes on his forehead. He's not walking around with tassels on his arms. He's not parading like some rooster before the people. Talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist. Do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that are, that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a, a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving the scripture again in great measure in our day. In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised. And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven, giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old things are what? Passed away. And behold, all things are become new. If, if we are in Christ, if Christ is in us, that means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good, and what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the Word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds to bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his beating, as it is, that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. 
The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing are broken. And we become new creations in Christ. We are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm not everything that I hoped to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be. And thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer. Leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking and moving to truth, even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this and I do it because God's word says I should, even if it causes me pain. And I don't turn from it. Now, Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He He didn't hold back, as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore, I testify to you this day, I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today, hearing my voice, ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God, or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, For this I know, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour this sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life. Through him. They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they, they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire." Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now 
at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, that means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it. It's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear when you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God, nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there, something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession. Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage in... You know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. The sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to, the, white, the man or woman you're married to, will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God, unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. In other words, that's both, men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma, in a sense, uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level. Because the Bible clearly says it will leave you outside the kingdom of God. Jesus himself said some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven. In other words, some people just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said whoever can hear this, let them hear it. You know, you can, you go to a funeral, for example. And you can dress it up with flowers all around, and you can, there's a death certificate. And the preacher can get up and say nice words. But the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do. And it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. You can adorn it with flowers. You can get a certificate from City Hall. You, you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it. But the wages of sin is still death. You can't change that. Now listen, I'll be called a hater for, for this message today. I understand that. But I'm not a hater. If I hated you, I'd let you go to hell. If I hated you, I'd let you die in your sin. If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you 
am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. Nor thieves, lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. Nor thieves. I mean, people who steal. It's that simple. People who steal. People who steal a little, they have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around, folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning, but you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing, and, and this foolishness, I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. No revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I love that. Would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. That means you are set apart for the kingdom of God. You are, you, 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 you honestly repented. You walked away. You moved away from what God's word says is wrong. You can't make it right. You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now, you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church, demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say without penalty, what I'm saying today are, are over. If they're, not, if they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings in a lot of pulpits in America today. And they're, they're, they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. 
the hireling will flee. And you will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always been about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go cross land and sea to get one convert and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion for the cause of birth control or, or so the people, I understand there are extenuating circumstances, so please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control or for the cause of having sexual pleasure and not having to deal with the life that it can create is sin in the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state and the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, if, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.
By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. And as uh, David the king watched in, we will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety more than our own reputation. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the Word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the Word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin I plead with you while there's still time turn turn from it and trust God for the strength I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say you don't know how deep the bondage is you don't know how powerful the draw is no I don't but I know the Spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together. And I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life, an eternal life. The days of living in Christian ease is over in America, folks. It's over. We're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe in Iran who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead in any capacity that God would give us courage. As I pray for you, that God would give you a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. 
Our children are starving for truth in this generation, and they're wide open. There's only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God, but they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ, and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're going to sing for just a few moments. We're going to worship. I guess my elder call is just twofold today. It's for people to say, oh, God, help me, please, to turn from this thing in my life. I don't have to tell you what it is you already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography. Help me to turn away from drink. Help me, God, to turn away from that flirtation in the office. Help me, God. Help me, God, to stop railing. Get me off. Get me out of the seat of the scornful. And help me to walk with the righteous. Deliver me, God, from cowardice. And put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God help me not to cower under the fear of the repercussions that will come all of our way. You know, I was in Washington and there's an ex-general there who really <clears throat> gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him. And essentially what he would say if he were standing here is, you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation. If it's just about preserving yourself, you'll flee when the enemy comes. If it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all, not judging anyone. We leave that to God. But reaching as far as we can reach into this massive fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will today cause your kingdom to advance. You will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have. God, deliver us, Lord, from this life of ease that so many of your people have known and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name. So we're going to stand in a moment for those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back and I'm not going forward. But today you say, 
I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you in the campus churches. Step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, every time I look at... Oh! 
hallelujah, the holy hills of heaven calls me by the goodness, excuse me, this morning. And uh, we thank God for Jesus. Thank God for all he has done for us because what he did is he sent his son, his only begotten son, that if we believe on him, he won't perish but have everlasting life. And that's what we're preparing for. That's what we want. We want everlasting life. We'll die on this side, but we'll wake up on the other side, never to die again. And uh, again, this morning, the scriptures say, it's appointed unto man once to die, but after death comes the judgment. And we want to hear God say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Yeah, that's the only thing we want to hear because we know we have made it in once we hear that. We know that we will spend eternity with the true and living God that have all power. There is no higher power today. We love him. We're grateful unto him. We thank him. For we realize without him, we can do absolutely nothing. Not a thing. I know we think we wake up. I know we think we, you know, you, you, we wake our trap up in the morning. We uh, move around. We do it. No, 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 no. Not without Almighty God. Because of Him, hallelujah, we're able to do these things and to make our way throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. Yeah. We are able because of him. So today we want to give him glory, honor, and praise, and we want to trust him for everything. And it's him that supply need. He supply what we need daily. We need to live. We need to eat. We need to sleep. Whatever it may be, he's the one that's doing all of the supplying. And we thank him. We thank him. Just thank him enough. And uh, today I've got a lot of work to get done, and I'm getting some things done. And again, uh, if, you, if you want to come to Fourth Sunday Fellowship, uh, feel free to come on and uh, fellowship with us and give God glory and honor and praise today. But there's none like him. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that he's on our side today in spite of us. I'm so thankful he's looking beyond fault and yet meeting our needs. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be today? Where would we be today? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even think about where I'd be if it had not been for him. Hallelujah. Oh, I'd be lost on. Oh, this is what I wanted to share, too. Let me give the address for the Fourth Sunday Fellowship, and I got another announcement. The Fourth Sunday Fellowship for September, the fourth Sunday in this month, will be at 2851 Edgewood Avenue North in Jacksonville, Florida, and the zip code is 32254. Again, it's at 2851 Edgewood Avenue North in Jacksonville, Florida, zip code 32254. 
Hallelujah. So join us over there and let's have a good time in God. Yeah, you won't go away empty. You won't go away the way you came in. I can promise you that. You'll go back much different, feeling much better, knowing that God, you had a visit from him today. Yeah, because so many don't know and so many don't understand how to have a visit from our almighty God. But if you come to Fourth Sunday Fellowship, you will know that you've been visited by almighty God that have all power. Hallelujah. I'm thankful this morning unto him. Listen, Apostle Boatwright's mom went home to be with the Lord. And so I want us to please uh, pray for her and her family. Uh, pray for strength and that God would help them to get through this hour of need. And I know she loved the mom. She talked about her. And, uh, you know, she would share that her mom was still able to get her nails done. And, you know, just, just a wonderful person with some wonderful things going on. So we want to keep them in prayer. And then another thing, if you can, only if you can, and I know uh, I will have to be believing this, and I may have to do it, <laughs> but I would like for us to send Apostle Boatwright uh, a lily spray, I mean spread, a, a lily flower um, to show our love from Jesus in the morning. She sent me her address. I asked her to send it to me. I think I, that was Saturday. I was in Kissimmee. And uh, she sent it to me. So, if you will, whatever you can give, uh, $5, $10, $20, $50, $100, $500, whatever you can give, would you please, so that we can send her a nice uh, lily, peace lily, I think it's called, um, concerning her mom going home to be with the Lord. This is for the family. And uh, I really would appreciate it if you helped me. Now, I need your help this go around because I've done so much. I really don't have uh, money for it. And for Sunday Fellowship, I have to be the biggest giver over there. And we leave the money at the church. We don't take for Sunday Fellowship money with us. Uh, uh, Freedom Doors Ministry, Jesus in the morning. We leave every dime over at the church. So if you would be so kind as to help me with this, and uh, I would have liked to have gotten it done by this Saturday, but I haven't been on the show, and uh, I didn't ask, you know, out on Facebook. But if you will help me with this, I will never forget it, and I will ever be so grateful unto you because it's important. Um, that I send her something over there to let her know, Jesus, in the morning, we didn't forget you. And we are with you in prayer, and we know that you're going through. So we ask that you would please help us out with this today, if at all possible. Yeah, and if we can do it by Saturday, again, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Yeah. So thank you so much, and um, 
we're moving right along. I think that all of the announcements, oh, on Saturday, Facebook, uh, the ones that have Facebook, on Saturday at 3 o'clock, I'm planning on having an auction. And so if at all possible you can attend, come to the auction on Facebook. It's going to be live. And I have printers, small printers for cell phones. I have small keyboards for cell phones. Some people wish they had a keyboard to type, you know, when they send in text or whatever they're doing on Facebook. You may have a document you need to print. Is in your documents on your cell phone, but you downtown, and your main computer is at home. So the only way you would be able to print it is if you was at home or you take it somewhere else. Well, if you have this small printer and a keyboard, you could print from wherever you are. Or if you just have the printer, you could print from wherever you are. And so I wanted to um, share that with you this morning. And thank you so much um, for your help. And uh, I see somebody blessed already. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, I didn't give out the information. You can send it to me over on PayPal. And um, if you send it on PayPal, I am... uh, Freedom Doors, I'm sorry, Freedom Doors at Yahoo.com on on PayPal. If you send it through Cash App, it's Cash Now, the money sign, the big C in cash, the big N in now, 1727 over on Cash App. So let me, let me make sure. Let me make sure. I don't want to make no mistakes because y'all know I mess up something. R-A-T, right now. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you can send it over to money sign cash now, 1727. The C in cash is the big C. We call it a capital letter. The N in now is the big N. We call it a capital N. So money sign cash now, 1727. On PayPal, send it to freedomdoors at yahoo.com. Over at Zelle, you can send it to, now I can't get the Zelle out because I have to get that personal number, and I just can't do that yet. But anyway, uh, PayPal or Cash App, and uh, we can go from there. Yeah, we can go from there. All right, and I appreciate I can't get in there just yet to see who just PayPal me uh, some money, and uh, I have uh, $15 that was in my cash app. I'm giving that and whatever else I can scrounge up, you know, out of my checking without touching my bill money, I will give that as well. So God loves a cheerful giver. So if at all possible you can, please help me to send Apostle Boatwright a peace lily. Yeah. That's that green plant with the white flowers coming up out of it. Because, you know, to send flowers, it's expensive. I sent Brother Frank two and paid all that money. And the picture Sister Linda showed me, two little flowers. They were very small. I'm thinking I'm getting a humongous plant for that amount of money. And they chose to give me what they wanted, something tiny. 
because I'm here and they there. I, I didn't understand that. But nonetheless, we want to do Apostle Boatwright, uh, a beautiful piece of Lily. So again, if y'all could help me this morning, we can get it off by tomorrow evening or Saturday. Yeah. So let's pull together, pray and pull together to give what we can to get this done. God bless you this morning. God bless you. I think that's all of the announcements. Uh, if anyone yet have something they would like to say, we still have a few minutes. If not, we will pray out, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And we are going to the last song after prayer. And after the song, I won't be coming back today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. We thank you for the given hearts, God. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. And Father, we ask this morning that God, you would give to each and every one that desire to give towards this peace lily for a possible right. Open their hearts. Open their minds. Open their purses, God, so that you can drop the money in that they can use to be a blessing unto her and her family. We ask this morning, Father, as we depart, that God, you would bless our going out and bless our coming in, and that you would meet the need in our lives today according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we ask that you would do it for us today in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your feet back on high ground.
Well, here's a second. 